When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Chargers with a big Monday Night Football win over the Jets. 27-6 first quarter saw a punt return touchdown for the Chargers. Two turnovers by the Jets. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. CeCe, what did you learn last night in watching Monday Night Football? I learned the Jets ain't going to the playoffs because they don't have competent quarterback play. And I don't think that the Chargers are good enough to save Brandon Staley's job. Those were my two big takeaways. I know that the scoreboard will say, wait, they dominated an inferior opponent. That's great. The Chargers ain't beating a whole lot of teams in the National Football League with 190 yards of total offense. They just took advantage of the miscues of a bad Jets offense. The Jets had three turnovers. Their defense didn't create any takeaways, and that was the difference in the game. Anytime the Jets' defense is going to be shut out when it comes to takeaways – they're probably not going to have a chance to be very competitive. That's an indictment on Zach Wilson. That's an indictment on Nathaniel Hackett and the overall operation on the offensive side of the ball. And I contend that it's franchise male practice that they didn't find a better backup quarterback option than Zach Wilson this offseason or in season via trade opportunities because you had to think that you might need that guy if Aaron Rodgers is in his 840 season. Smalls, what'd you learn last night? I learned that I feel bad for the Jets defense. I feel really badly for them. Yeah. And I have at times this season, but especially last night, because they continue to do their job, and they put their team in a position to have success, and the offense fails them. I mean, you guys, the offense, have they scored eight offensive touchdowns this season. Eight. Mm. Eight offensive touchdowns so far this season. It's tied for their fewest through the first eight games in team history. I mean, this is brutal at at times what we're seeing with the Jets offense. And you saw some of the players last night apologizing essentially to the defense. And I just don't see it getting much better. I learned that the Jets should not allow Aaron Rodgers to come back even if he wants to. And he probably will come back because he runs the organization. And I get why they've handed their organization to him. Makes sense always. But that's what I learned last night. I also learned that the state of Wisconsin is feeling that kind of betrayal today that many states, many cities, all of our great stations across the country have had days where they've spent an entire day, weeks, months, talking about, I cannot believe this person did this to us. What are we referring to? Craig Council signs a five-year, $40 million deal to be the manager of the Chicago Cubs. Just to put this in perspective, the $8 million a year that Council is going to make next year is more than any single player on the Oakland A's <laughs> made last year. Okay? Yeah, any but that player. says a lot about the A's. Well, though. that's true, too. <laughs> that is true, too. This is a guy that spent nine years as a manager with the Brewers. He had three division titles, five playoff appearances, made the playoffs five of the last six years, played for the Brewers twice, is from Wisconsin, And his dad worked for the Brewers. He replaced the guy that wasn't out of a job until yesterday in David Ross with the Cubs. Four years, had a division title in year one in a COVID-shortened year. Won 83 games last year. Was a hero for them in game seven of the 2016 World Series against Cleveland. Hitting a home run at 39 years old. And this came out of nowhere. Not only did the hometown guy in council leave the hometown team he left them for the biggest of rivals, and they feel betrayed, and so does the owner of the team, Mark Antanasio. 
this certainly was unexpected. But you know what it what it done is it it's allowed me to reflect on what we have in Milwaukee as a city and and play baseball in. And uh, you know what I what I said to the group is we've lost Craig, but Craig has lost us and our community also. So uh, you, call, you could call it a lose lose, right? Craig has lost us and our community. Now he gained forty mil. But he lost. Yeah. But he did lose his hometown team that he was a part of forever. So we there are is asking- no yeah, but with forty million though, <laughs> there is no yeah, but I get it, hometown team. But for forty million people back home that really ride for me, gonna understand that forty million, eight million dollars a year to manage a damn baseball team in today's day and age, where they value the front office over the manager position. That's a big deal. Let me ask you a what if, and I don't know the information on this. I don't believe this has come out yet. We can double check on this. What if they offered him four years, uh, excuse me, five years and $35 million, and he said no for the extra five? It's $5 million. I'm asking. Uh, no, I'm going to Chicago. It's $5 million. Uh, is the community going to go a GoFundMe to give me the extra five to make <laughs> up the difference? They might, though. It was constant. Like, well, yeah. well, I mean, that's what they would have to do. Yeah. That, that, that's the only thing that would make it make sense. It's $5 million. That's a lot of money for my family. Like, he stays in the Midwest. That was clearly a priority for him. There were other people that were interested. But think about this, man. The Chicago Cubs went out of their way to show the commitment to winning that they had, and they went out and got the best baseball man or what people deem to be the best manager in all of the sport to come rock with them, even though they didn't have a managerial vacancy. I hope they keep that same energy when it comes to the payroll because I'm sure that was part of the conversation with Craig Council. He's had great success in Milwaukee with, at times, limited payroll. And the Cubs... You know, they're the third biggest market in baseball. They could certainly be spending more, and I'm sure that that was part of the lore for him is that he could go to a bigger market in a franchise that maybe has a different checkbook to work with, and I I hope that they do that for him. But, guys, there's just certain people when you're a fan that feel like they should be yours forever, that they're they're one of us. They get it. As a sports fan sometimes – beyond winning and losing, you want to feel like the guys that play for you or the guys that wear the laundry or girls – represent you and they get it and Craig Council gets it he gets Milwaukee he gets Wisconsin he's one of them not only does has he had so many different roles including an incredibly successful role as the manager there he's from the area like it it is just one of those things where if I was a Brewers fan today I would wake up and be like so you're leaving me for the neighbor who isn't better looking but has a bigger house that's what we're doing here. It just feels very personal it, if yeah. you're a fan. I think it brilliantly well said. And I, I, I play out in my head those people that I look at and I say, if I ever saw them in another uniform other than the one that oh. they wear wearing my team's uniform, it would – like, I, you guys know I love Udonis Haslam. Yeah. <laughs> if he ever wore another – that would hurt me more than Wade but, wearing but another uniform, which but, is crazy. I understand. That. I acknowledge how ridiculous that is. Wow. But yeah. this yeah. just isn't any uniform. It's in the division. It's your rival. But it's could one, you see Eli wearing another – like, would that bother I, – I understand maybe it's different it would for be you different because if you, it was you go the to Mets. the business part of it. And it's so – I guess it's hard for – like, because Smalls and I live in a make-believe world in this conversation. Mm-hmm. You actually lived in this yeah, world. So, it's different. But for us, if, if I said to you – Yachty Molina. Stop right there. Right. Don't you even. can't even go there. And Yachty is going to go to the Hall of Fame. If, I get that. But. If Yachty, yeah, there's a, a huge likelihood that Yachty or Molina is going to become part of the St. Louis Cardinals coaching staff next, next season. It's going to be amazing. He's going to be a great coach. 
if he were to become the manager of the Cardinals one day and leave to go to the Chicago – I can't even get the word. If he were to leave to go to the Chicago Cubs for more money, St. Louis would burn to the ground. Right, and they, that's, that's they what would this is now. drive back up to Chicago, surround him, and bring him back to St. Louis. <laughs> I, I could not operate in a world where that would be reality. And this is the difference between 99% of the people out there are fans, and, and we've never been in these negotiations. We've never said no. – or sat where CeCe is sat and had the negotiations with the Giants where him saying he and his agent saying to them, Listen, if the Jets offer $10 more, I have to look at the Jets here. Yeah, but still, it doesn't stop it from being awkward, right? Yeah. Like, it was awkward to see Brett Favre in a Minnesota Vikings jersey. It was awkward to see Richard Sherman in a San Francisco 49ers uniform. Like, there, yeah. there are awkward moments in sports where it's just like, that doesn't make sense. Rod Woodson, a Steeler great, playing for the Baltimore Ravens. Doesn't necessarily feel right. But those things happened. It happens because of the nature of it, but it doesn't here's the thing players are not oblivious to the fact that it's a little bit different you know what I mean like it just it just hits different when you see that guy in a different uniform and for us it's a different reaction because it drives home the fact that it's a business and in professional sports especially in the NFL you're there for a good time not a long time you're all just one day closer to them asking you to leave the damn building I guess it just confuses me a little bit outside of the money because the state of the Cubs is not better than the state of the Brewers right now. So I think as a Brewers fan, too, you're looking at it and you're like, what is more appealing outside the money in this situation right here? Well, and may- there's nothing. Well, maybe it's trust. David Stearns is going to be out of there. He's going to the New York Mets to run them. Maybe Craig Council looks at who's going to be taking over for Milwaukee with their baseball ops and isn't as sold on their ability to lead as he is the Chicago Cubs brass. And not to mention the Chicago Cubs bigger market presumably more cash to spend right now i think they're going to be seventh in payroll in 2024 but they'll have opportunities to add talent uh via free agency so we'll see what they do but it's clear that they're committed to winning because you don't give a manager in today's baseball 40 million dollars over five seasons unless you're trying to get a title managers matter they a really biggest, biggest sports betrayal, your town, your city, your life. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Ryan in Syracuse listening on 97.7. What's up, Ryan? Hey there. Uh, mine is Doug Marone. He was actually at Syracuse 2012. And his tenure, when he first came there, he's like, he goes to the podium. Oh, you know what? This is a dream job. I love it. And he goes over to Buffalo Bills. In Syracuse, New York market, there's actually a lot of Bills Mafia. He goes to Buffalo Bills. He starts out the same press press conference with the same shtick. I've heard this before. He says, boy, this is a dream job. I couldn't think of anywhere else to be. Has a clause in his contract. After a year, he jets out of there. Doug Marone. Yeah, you forgot about Doug. I haven't thought about Doug Marone in a while. But <laughs> here's what that tells you. Don't believe the coach at the, uh, at the press conference when they tell you it's a dream job. Because dreams can change. Uh, Jeremy and Charlotte on the ESPN app. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Jeremy. One of my biggest betrayals is the owner of the Carolina Panthers, David Tepper. He did not hardly for hiring Frank Wright, I have to say. Uh, I'm so upset. Uh, they're ruining this kid, Bryce Young. You, al- you already and- feel the betrayal of the Carolina Panthers and David Tepper for what they've done to Bryce Young. Oh, wow. my, it's horrible. I mean, and, it's and horrible. I say, it's it's the, not even a full the season. Sentiment, the sentiment is shared. The oh, sentiment so is shared throughout Charlotte. Because, look, Frank Wright, what did he do? Okay, he he built his bones on Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck retires. Frank gets fired. I mean, we bring him in. He's a great guy and all. But come on. I mean, what are they doing to develop this kid? 
We yeah. have no offense. I, I mean, line. Jeremy. Well, he, Jeremy, he, didn't, he, didn't, call, he didn't build it on yeah. Andrew Luck. He built it on Carson Wentz and what happened in Philadelphia. He was the offensive coordinator when they won the Super. Like that's where he built his reputation on. And he was a former player, so he has credibility in the eyes of the guys that are in the locker room. And not to mention, this is a guy that led the Indianapolis Colts to a playoff berth with, I'm sorry, Phillip Rivers as their quarterback. Like, think about it. He's had a brand-new starting quarterback, what, each and every – like, for the five straight years with the Indianapolis Colts, and now you're breaking in a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young with no offensive line and no weapons to speak of? Yeah, we all knew it was going to be an uphill climb for the Carolina Panthers – but you can't blame David Tepper for it's what's going on. I don't even know if you can blame Frank Wright. No, like they put, eight games. They put the piece, but they put the piece in play. Like they have Josh McCown as their quarterbacks coach. They have Jim Caldwell, who was a successful NFL coach. They have a dream team coaching staff down there in Carolina. Uh, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't get that. It one. It doesn't feel like a betrayal. I don't, I don't get that one. Mark in Madison on one hundred point five FM ESPN Madison. What's up, Mark? Hey, good morning, good morning. My betrayal is USC, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, Stanford, Cal, Washington, and Oregon. Oh, Wait a minute. Maybe, maybe the Pac-12. So you're in Madison, Wisconsin. Craig Council happens. We mentioned Favre to the Vikings. There's Brett Bielema leaving on the day that he takes a walk with Barry Alvarez in the morning and just leaves afterwards <laughs> to go to Arkansas. And the Pac-12 is where you go? Woo. I didn't I'm see a, that one coming. I'm a transplant. Well, oh, clearly, that makes, <laughs> that makes more sense. Man, oh, man. Woo. All right, uh, tank time maybe in the NFL. Some teams are doing it on purpose. Some teams are doing it by accident. We'll get into that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We're going to get more of your phone calls in coming up on Sports Betrayals and the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. So we are in kind of tank season maybe in the NFL, kind of maybe. We've seen it a little bit already with some teams. I don't know that teams can do anything from this point on, necessarily, I guess maybe shut down guys um, to increase their chances at a better draft pick. Mm-hmm. But one team may be taking an opposite approach here, as Jonathan Gannon, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, announced this yesterday. All right, so uh, plan for quarterback this week. Um, Kyler's going to continue to ramp up. 
he'll take the one reps, and if the week goes well, he will start on Sunday. Um, so pleased where he's at right now. We'll see how the week goes. Before the season, we discussed over-under Kyler Murray games played for the Arizona Cardinals this year, and we put it at a half, and I took the under. Mm-hmm. Are they making the right move if he's playing this week, and do you believe that he actually will play this week? I think he's going to play this week, and I think it's more of what Jeff Saturday had to say when he joined us in the 7 o'clock hour. His thoughts were that the Arizona Cardinals have to prove to everybody else around the National Football League that Kyler Murray's healthy because what team wants to trade for a quarterback that you don't trust can be healthy and available for the entirety of the regular season? And given what it's going to cost in order to pry Kyler Murray from the Arizona Cardinals, it's going to be a premium draft pick plus. It's going to be a first or second rounder plus, and that's what it'll cost. So if I'm going to pay that price, I need to have evidence that Kyler Murray can go out there and deal with the rigors of a regular season because of the reconstruction with the knee injury. I need to see that that's stable. So him playing in games, him potentially playing in two or three games might not be the worst thing for Arizona in terms of giving – the tangible evidence that this guy is is healthy and fully recovered from the knee injury he suffered last year. So just a quick follow-up on this. Basically what we're saying is they're going to play Kyler Murray to showcase him for other teams. What happens if he's good enough for you then, right? Because then you, you – what s- happens if he's bad? Or what that, well, that's, that's a good that's, one. But it, he showed signs of regression last year. This is a 1-8 team that isn't very good. What if he goes out there and he doesn't look good? I mean, this is an asset that could be devalued in real time. Well, the most important thing is that he's healthy. That's the only way he gets devalued, in my opinion, because oh. we've already seen the Kyler Murray trajectory. When he got there, they were a 5-10-1 team. Remember, they had the number one pick in order to be in position to draft him. 5-10-1 goes to 8-8 eight eight his second year goes to a double-digit win team his third year and in the playoffs. Like, we've seen that trajectory. Now, it didn't necessarily work out at the end with Cliff Kingsbury, but we're talking about the same year that Kyler got hurt. So I think as long as he can go out there and prove that he's healthy, he's going to represent an upgrade to, you know, uh, you know, a lot of teams around the National Football League that are going to be looking to do something different at the quarterback spot. I still will take the under, by the way. I still don't think he's going to play. I, I could see this going on this week, despite what every, what Gannon said, and maybe they find some way where it's like, hey, you know, he didn't clear the the protocol. He didn't he didn't pass the tests, the physical tests. We can't put him at risk. I I would just say, despite what was said, Smalls, I still think there's a chance he doesn't play. So you think they could be putting on a big charade as if we want him to play, we want to showcase him for you, but then not putting themselves themselves yeah, in that just, position because they just have this window. If he, if they don't activate him by this week, he's done for the season. He's right? He's done for the season. But that's the thing: if you don't activate him, that raises a lot more questions than it does for you protecting the asset. You see what I'm saying? Like I, I get that you don't want to devalue him in the way of opening him up to get injured again or him playing poorly, but if you don't play him at all, that makes everybody in NFL circles think, well, w- what's going on with his knee? Is he going to be healthy enough to play? That that in a roundabout way devalues him too. So I think you eliminate the questions by at least allowing NFL teams to see him, and you might not play him for long because think about it. If you play him for two or three games, get through the Falcons, Texans, and Rams, before the Steelers game, you decide to shut him down. You go into your bye week. You make the determination. We're moving to the future. It's going to be about Clayton Toon for the remaining games against the 49ers, the Bears, Eagles, and Seahawks. Nobody would bat an eyelash in terms Agreed. of how you would handle that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the philosophy. Play him two or three games against defenses that might be on the softer side, and then we move forward with Clayton Toon and, and you know, there go trying to get the top draft pick in the NFL. Right now – 
They have the number one pick in the NFL draft. We'll see if that can they can maintain that position. But to me, I don't know that there's anything Kyler Murray can do that can justify the opportunity cost on passing on one of those young signal callers. Because it's not just about that quarterback having to be better than Kyler Murray at some point in the foreseeable future. It's also about Kyler Murray being able to justify the amount of money that he's going to be paid relative to what that quarterback that they draft would cost. Mm-hmm. To me, I, that that's what makes it a situation that's that leads down the road of these two sides eventually going their separate ways. So you just split the difference because I would li- as you're speaking, I'm thinking, okay, here's my thing on this. What's more important, increasing the Kyler value or guaranteeing you have the number one pick? And what you just did was was brilliant in that you said, no, I'm going to I'm going to try to do both. I'm going to give him two or three games to increase the value. Then I'm going to shut him down if we're winning because I need to stay number one, right? So you kind of split the difference with that. You take the over on games played, get him to look decent, but not good enough where you hurt your chances at number one, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, well, I, here's the other thing, too. I mean, you do have the, the, the Texans pick, and that's going to be, right now, that's slated to be the 15th overall pick. Worse pick than you thought it would be, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a worse pick than you thought it would be, but here's the thing. If, if you're somewhere or around the top five, you're still in striking distance to put together a package to get one of those quarterbacks, right? Because right now the Chicago Bears are at two and they're at three. So if things hold serve with Carolina and Chicago's season and no reason to think that they wouldn't with Bryce Young and Tyson Bajan, then you'll they, they'll be looking to trade out of one of those picks if they leapfrog you, and there's your opportunity to get a Drake May or a Michael Penix Jr. or a Caleb Williams, whoever's left on the draft board. So to me, if you're Arizona, I don't necessarily see – you losing an opportunity to move on from Kyler Murray if that's, in fact, what you want to do. So the other team that's kind of in that tank conversation now, now they're bad, so they don't really need to do anything unless they do, would be the New York Giants, right? I mean, they have Daniel Jones is out for the year. He may have played his last snap with the Giants based on the injury, the contract, the timing of all of it. Tyrod Taylor is now on the IR. They have Tommy DeVito, who spent time at Syracuse and Smalls is alma mater, Illinois. Um, they're not a very good team. We know no. that. But do you shut down guys? Do you shut down Saquon? Do you start to make moves to kind of prepare yourself for the future here? Why, why shut down Saquon? I'm asking. So no, I just I I, I guess I don't understand the reason why. Like you didn't trade him, you kept him on the team for a reason. Play him. Who like, like at this point? Play him. You're not going to resign him. You're, you're not going to franchise tag him again. Play Saquon Barkley and see what happens. Like for him, he wants to increase his value around league circles, so it makes sense to have more visibility. Now, I don't know how you do that when you don't have a, a, a quarterback that can throw the ball, so you're going to be running against stacked boxes. But if you're the New York Giants, man, run Saquon until the wheels fall off. You, you don't lose anything. I mean, you've already paid for him with the, with the contract that you were able to come to, the one-year pack that you guys had on the eve of the season kicking off. Play Saquon Barkley as much as you want, and at the end of the season, you know he's going to depart in free agency, and you'll get a compensatory pick in 2025. That's just how the game goes. But there's no world that exists where it behooves you to shut down Saquon Barkley. Just let him play. Sam in Pensacola on 1330 AM talking about sports betrayal. What's up, Sam? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, can't believe y'all haven't thought about this betrayal in sports history, but Jerry Jones never should have fired Jimmy Johnson. Mm. If he hadn't have fired Jimmy Johnson, the Cowboys probably might very well have had six Super Bowls in the nineties. That's a good one. Oh, that's, oh that's it, just six. That, that, that's, that, 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 that's a good one. That is a good that's one. a good one. Now, if Jerry was good sitting one, here, I, well, I agree with what Sam said. If Jerry was sitting here, his argument would be, "Well, we did win without him." Now, yeah, and, you didn't and, win enough without him, well, but that, you won that, I guess that's him. the point, though. With the team that they were able to put together with 
Jerry, with, with Jimmy Johnson being the architect of the Herschel Walker trade, remember the great train robbery? They did a 30 for 30 on it. They should have won more than just one Super Bowl like after Jerry, Jimmy, Johnson, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. But here's the thing. Barry Switzer was a bad babysitter, and there have been a lot of player accounts that he pretty much stepped in and the team ran itself. That just shows you how strong the culture was that Jimmy put in place. So, yeah, Jerry won one without him, but but Jerry essentially capped what the ceiling could have been for a, a, a dynastic core of players. And that's that's the crime in it all. And it's sad that we still live in a day and age where Jerry has not put that man in the ring of honor yet. It, it, like, there's no reason for Jimmy Johnson not to be in the ring of honor. The most successful coach that Jerry Jones has had as the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, Jimmy Johnson winning those championships early on in Jerry's tenure as owner made it a little more palatable the fact that Jerry Jones got rid of a legend in Tom Landry. Like, we well, never bring that you, up. You got rid of a legendary coach in Tom yeah. Landry that was beloved. You got rid of him, and you know what? A few years later, nobody in Dallas Cowboys nation cared because Jimmy Johnson was viewed as the best coach in the 90s. It's amazing that you look at Belichick and Brady have kissed and made up sooner already than Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson have. Tom Landry is in the Ring of Honor. Why, why, can't, you Jimmy, fired him. why can't Jimmy Johnson be in the Ring of Honor? It's, Jimmy it's, Johnson's in the damn Pro Football Hall of Fame. He should be there. He should be with like what's it's the reason? It's getting to a point no that brand. if you're Jimmy Johnson, you almost decline it at this point. It's like I don't, I don't even want. I don't want to be in your ring of yeah, honor. I'm good. I'm good on Fox, and I'm good, you know, living in the. Demarcus uh, Ware, my teammate, got drafted in 2005. Will be is in the ring of honor, and Jimmy Johnson ain't in the damn ring of honor. Jerry Jones called him Demarcus Lawrence, by the way, during the, the intro. He said, That's crazy. Here's Demarcus Lawrence. That's crazy, isn't it? Coming up, it's it is wild. election day. Our NFL elections next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, we're going to tell you why we love them. The NFL elections on Election Day coming up. It is on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. All right, it is Election Day. Yeah. So we are going to have all the candidates here. We are going to have all the races, and we are going to vote on who we think should win these races. We're going to go around the room here. NFL election. Smalls, MVP through the midway points is? Based on what we discussed with Jeff Saturday, it's going to be one of the quarterbacks of one of the three best teams in the NFL. So it is Patrick Mahomes, MVP to lose. 
I agree with you. I'm going to say Mahomes as well. No need for me to go further on that one. Yeah, I don't think any of the quarterbacks have really separated themselves because although Pat has been great, you're also talking about him throwing a hell of a lot of interceptions. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like this could be the year where you see a non-quarterback actually bake the case. And I get that this is going to be far-fetched, but I'm going to go out here and say it anyway. How about Miles Garrett for MVP? I love that. Miles Garrett for MVP. He leads the league in forced fumbles. He's second in sack, second in quarterback hits. He blocked a punt for a touchdown in the Indianapolis Colts game. Put simply, he's the best player on the best defense in all of football, and that defense has carried the water for a team that's had three different starting quarterbacks through its first eight games and have found a way to be two games over 500 and in the playoff picture at the midway point. Miles Garrett for MVP. All right, That's next. my nominee. We okay. vote now for Offensive Player of the Year, Smalls. I'm going to give it to the person who I think has been the most explosive player to this point in this season and who has been the biggest threat to the opposition, and that's Tyreek Hill. Same here. I don't know. How, we didn't do the notes together we on this, but I have together. the same answer. It's unanimous. Tyreek Hill. Four right. more years. Call it. Call it. Four more years. Call it. Call Tyree it. It's Hill. over. Defensive player it, of Candy. the year. Small. Number four. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. I had CeCe's MVP and Miles Garrett. So did I. For everything that he just outlined. Yeah, Miles Garrett. <laughs> okay, uh, this is going well. Rookie of the year, I think we know the answer is C.J. Stroud. I mean, I, I don't even think there's a justification, so that race is over. Coach of the year, where are we voting on the unsportsmanlike NFL election day? It has to be Mike Tomlin, right? That's what I have. It has oh. to be Mike Tomlin. I was going to give it to Dan Campbell. I wanted to give it to Dan Campbell with what he's done with the Detroit Lions. It's kind of a carryover from what he did with them last year after they had that one and six start. So Dan Campbell's my coach of the year. How is Mike Tomlin plus 2,500 to win coach of the year? How is that possible? You know how that is. Let's take all the money in the bad take jar and let's bet it on ESPN Bet for Tomlin coach of the year. Listen, the Pittsburgh Steelers are five and three. They have the 29th ranked total offense and the 31st ranked total defense. How how is this possible? He doesn't have Micah Fitzpatrick on the field. How is it possible that they've been able to smoke and mirrors their way to being in the playoff picture, being second in their division? Yeah, I mean, it seems obvious to me, but I guess obviously not for all the odds in terms of the elections here. All right, next one. Super Bowl favorites. Smalls, who are we voting for? NFL elections, unsportsmanlike. Right now, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, just Ooh. because I think their path in the NFC is easier. CeCe? Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs, was understood, ain't got to be said. Well, then I don't have to say anything because I'm right there with you <laughs> on that in terms of the Chiefs. Super Bowl door, dark, dark, dark horse. I'm the Super dark Bowl horse. dark horse. What? Who is, who is the Super Bowl dark horse? If we all agree on this, we have a problem, although I think we actually may. Should we say it at the same time? All right. Three, two, one. Jaguars. Oh, we don't agree. Smalls, go ahead. The Cincinnati Bengals. You know how I feel about the team. They are rounding into form at just the right time. They're a dark horse. Beca- a, dor- a dark <laughs> a dark horse. Me. What? Just- what? <laughs> they are a dark horse because of the division that they play in and the deficit that they put themselves in early in the season, not because of the talent they have or the way they've been playing. CeCe? Yeah, I'm going with the Detroit Lions. They got embarrassed by the Baltimore Ravens, but the Ravens play in the AFC, and they're trying to get to the NFC. I don't know that the Ravens will be there in the end. I got a feeling that the Detroit Lions are going to be just because of their style of play and their overall consistency. Give me the Detroit Lions. They also have a quarterback that's played in the Super Bowl before. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, elite franchise quarterback, Super Bowl winning head coach, 
excellent defense, easy division. There I we think, go. I the only problem with Jacksonville horse, that I have, it's the same problem that I have with the Baltimore Ravens. You have to get through Pat Mahomes. You have to, <laughs> well, and, I, and yeah, I've only seen one act, I've only seen one active quarterback in the AFC get through Pat Mahomes, and that is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Now, who's who your dork horse? Just out of no. Uh, most <laughs> disappointing team. Who are we oh. voting in on election day? Ooh. Most disappointing team. Who, who wants to go first? Should go I go? Yeah. No team has bummed me out more this season than the Chicago Bears. They are Ooh. so disappointing. Coming into the season, I thought they were a team that could really change their fortunes. We always talk about the team that goes from last to first in their division, even though I thought the Detroit Lions would be legit. I thought the Bears were going to take that next step. I thought Justin Fields was going to take that next step. I thought that he, we were going to see him use his arm more. They went out and they got him that number one target and DJ Moore. And what has happened this season? Absolute dumpster fire for Mm. the Chicago Bears. On and off the field. A real bummer for me. Massive disappointment. You know who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. The Commanders were a close second. It was a neck-and-neck race. But, I mean, after they tallied up all the ballots, all of the votes, the the, the people that were absentee, they voted with the absentee. We got all the ballots in. We got all the votes. We we removed the hanging chaps. Absolutely. We got it all. The machines were fine. And I'm going to (laughs) say the Buffalo Bills. And the reason why is because the expectations for this team were the Super Bowl. This was supposed to be the year they got it figured out. And now I feel like they're on their way to becoming a dumpster fire. They've lost, what, three of their last five games? And you could make a case that they could have lost five in a row. That's how bad they've played. And I don't see them getting much better considering their remaining strength of schedule. They're a fourth in remaining strength of schedule with dates against the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Jets, and the Chargers remaining. I just have no faith that the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen are going to be able to figure this out. And I think it could ultimately cost their head coach, Sean McDermott, his job. Well, um, good votes, good selections from all of you. But you picked people, you voted for people that have already been in office in terms of most disappointing teams, right? The Bills have been in office before in disappointments. The Bears have certainly been in office. Unfortunately, I had to vote for someone that's never been in office before. The most disappointing team has to be the New England Patriots. I didn't know if you would go there, Evan. Well, and here's why. I disagree on the whole roster thing. I think their roster is way better than people actually give them credit for. I think their defense is excellent. I think their offensive line, when healthy, actually is better than what is shown. Their wide receivers and running backs or running backs are great. Wide receivers are spotty. Tight ends are not used. The quarterback is horrible. Absolutely horrible. He's been a total disappointment. And the head coach has not gotten the most out of the team this year, which I've never seen before, ever, in my lifetime. So I have to go with that team as the most disappointing team. I want to add one other thing to your Bears thing. Yes. I have a theory. Can I throw out my Bears theory with you? I love a theory, especially on election day. Okay, so we know that the Bears are going to have their pick and Carolina's pick. If Arizona stays with the number one pick in the draft, is it possible that Caleb Williams comes out and says, I want to play with Marvin Harrison? And the only way he could play with Marvin Harrison, Jr., is by going to the Chicago Bears. And he actually asked to go number two instead of number one. Just throw, and he basically tries to push them to take Drake May. Is that crazy? You're thinking about the fact that I said he's asking to go number two is what you're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I did say that. And I'm glad we know each other that well now after only two months where we know exactly where I went wrong here. Number I had this, two. I had this great take. <laughs> number two. And I just took us. I just took us. With a number took two. Us, to the bathroom. Is that the door course? Yeah. Oh, my God. Coming up, uh, I'm for it, but not before CeCe has this with Vivid Seats. <laughs> <laughs>
Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year. What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, and that's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is time to smile with smalls. I'm for it. Positive programming here on Unsportsmanlike. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Smalls, what do you have for us today? So, the Manning cast is one of the great things we do here at ESPN. We oh, love no doubt. watching the Mannings. You never know who's going to come through the revolving door of guests. And last night, we saw Arnold Schwarzenegger join the Manning cast. And it wasn't just Arnold that paid the guys a visit. It was a donkey? Here's what it looked and sounded like. That's happening more. Oh, what is What is What is that? It, that donkey looks like you eating, Peyton. It's the same thing. All right, we're going to break. We're going to break, Peyton. We'll be back. That's we're, ha- we're going to break. Okay, there's so many questions here. <laughs> so he has a donkey. That's number one. Yes. yes. He feeds the donkey. That's number two. Number th- – see, now every time I say that. Uh, he <laughs> – I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you go through this process. Right. <laughs> what do you want Trust from the me? process. And number three, he felt the need to feed the donkey on TV, which is a huge win for the man but, cast. But in his office. That's the thing. The in donkey's in the house. Like what if is you going own a donkey, on okay, You might have a farm in California. Yeah. That actually makes sense. Yeah. But you have the donkey in the house. The donkey is housebroken. What is he feeding the donkey? Do we know? I don't, I don't know. know. Let's run the video back again, guys, so we can dissect this. Because I don't really know. I was trying to look and see, too, what he was feeding the donkey. But it's not as if he was doing the Manning Cast interview from the stable. No. Or from the barn. No. He's in his office. The, 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 can we see what he's feeding them? Literally like a chip acting or like... an ass in Arnold Schwarzenegger's office. You got an actor and you got an it ass. It almost looks like, a, like an oatmeal raisin cookie or a granola bar or something. Samoa? CC has told Arnold Schwarzenegger, no Thin Mints. He doesn't no, like the mint no, cookies. The, the, 
The donkey doesn't like the thin Now, I'm wondering, is this something he pre-plans and he says to a member of his family or a staff, like, hey, make sure the donkey comes in at this time, like, let him in? Or is this just the donkeys meandering around the house and pops in I the old office? I would hope it's the former and not the latter. <laughs> Otherwise, I got a whole lot of questions about Arnold Schwarzenegger. But also, like, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's so many more questions about Arnold. He becomes so much more interesting if you just got a donkey wandering around the crib he might, on, the, on the random. He could. He could. I mean, li- listen, it could it could be that, that situation. I'm hoping that this was a bit for the Manning cast. I'm hoping. Because otherwise, we got some serious questions about all I mean, I like the commitment to the bit if it is <laughs> that you're going to go that deep. Also, at the beginning of this, it's very hard to hear. We can't. I don't think it will play on radio, but so I'm going to do my best to describe it. There's like a moaning from Arnold of like, hmm. Like towards the the donkey, that's very, like Peyton looks at it, and Peyton's looking at it like, what is happening right now? So he's communicating with the donkey. Yeah, it's almost he speaks donkey. That's oh. what he, he Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the most fascinating individuals ever, right? From from his weightlifting days, his powerlifting, his Ironman, whatever it is, strongman competitions, to all time actor in terms of these blockbuster movies, to election of in California as what governor of California. Politician, governor, yeah. yeah. Go Chargers, go. To that, <laughs> to then a donkey on the Manning cast. What a, I mean, I don't know that there is a person that has a more fascinating life than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is the donkey a political statement by Arnold? At this About what they career? saw from the Jets' offense last I night? I don't know. I'm just, I'm <laughs> a just sports curious. political statement? I mean, on the eve of the election, election day in America today, I don't know. Is he making a statement by having a donkey in his living room? You know what? If you're going to make the statement about having a donkey, that's one thing. But allowing the donkey inside your home and inside your office is quite another. And then feeding the donkey. Do you think that donkey's house trained? I doubt it. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Yeah, I mean, I seriously doubt I, it. I, I, what I mean, if the donkey had an accident in the office while he's on the number two? Cast, you know, <laughs> that's a risk. I, I don't think that's a what if. That's a risk. I think it's Caleb Williams. What if he goes number two? Right. <laughs> this is the same thing here. Oh my god. What if the donkey goes number two? Wow. Just saying. That's what you're asking. Or if he goes number, actually, number one could even be worse because it's hard to get out the stain. How could that be worse? No. You you scoop up versus it's all over the place. Either one is bad. You know that Arnold has beautiful wood floors in there. Too late on that, Cece. In the house. Wow. Good luck topping that. Well, we're not going to top it. Sometimes just having money is having too much. That's when you notice, like, borderline too much money. Like just to have random things, like a donkey walking around the house while I'm on the manning cast, and I'm going to feed the donkey. That's when you know you got too much money. Well, That's you do bring you're, a, you're an bored. interesting point, though, in terms of like if you if you live on a farm and you have animals, there are only a certain amount of animals that should ever be in, like a dog and a, ha- a cat in your house. Fine, yeah. But like you've seen people with other animals in your house, and you're just like, what what is happening? Oh, right? yeah, like pot people that pig. have pet pot, pig, yeah, pet pigs. Why? Why? Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. A pot belly Peppa Pig. Why would you do that? Some people have um, swans or geese that can roam in, in and home. out of their house. Yeah, it's crazy. Hedgehogs. There's all sorts of pets. Ridiculous. Hamsters. Well, okay, but that's in a cage, is it not? Some uh, I have a friend in St. Louis who has a rabbit that roams her house. Yeah, I'm his name's Reggie. Okay. I had I, when I was house hunting. His name's Fred, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie the, the rabbit. rabbit. Reggie the rabbit. Okay. When I was house I'm hunting, we were looking for a home. We go we go and look at a house, and I'm not kidding. One of the homes had an entire room filled with animals, and not dogs and cats. We, my wife and I look at each other and say, "Let it. Let's get out of here as soon as possible." Thinking about <laughs> buying a home that has the residue of that. 
grosses me out to no end. You went to try to buy Ace Ventura's house? I think, <laughs> I, went to buy, I, think I went to buy Arnold Schwarzenegger's house. You got penguins coming out of the freezer? I actually toured Arnold's house. Did we find Snowflake in the house? Right? Oh, my God. It's crazy. Okay, let's keep it moving. So we know that Kirk Cousins is out for the season with an Achilles injury. This is something that carried over from Sunday that we didn't get to yesterday. But his teammates wearing Kirk Cousins shirts pregame to support their quarterback. Yeah, that's not surprising. They love him. And that makes more sense when the Jets did it last year, wearing the shirts for the backup quarterback over the starting quarterback. Well, they were excited about the backup quarterback giving them a better chance to win, and the backup quarterback was actually playing. In this instance, they just want to give Kirk a shout-out, knowing knowing how much it sucks to be in a contract year and to have an Achilles injury in your age 35 season. That's a bad break no matter what position you play in the National Football League. Even if you're a quarterback that's still going to get his money, it still sucks to have to go through that process. It's good to have his teammates looking out for him. That just lets you know how much love is in the building for Kirk Cousins. And that's something, whether I'm the Vikings or another team that might be interested in bringing him back after that injury, that's something that I pay attention to. That matters, yeah. That these guys ride for you during the season. They're giving you the chains. And then when you're injured and you're in your low moment, they're wearing shirts to represent you and pick you up. That matters That matters, yeah. Well, let's see what Kirk Cousins is up to, guys. So while he's rehabbing from his injury, he's still getting those reps in with his arm, but not to the target you'd expect. Here's something that he posted online. He's stationary on the couch in the recliner, throwing passes to his son, Cooper, as he's recovering from his Achilles surgery. Absolutely got Cooper running those China routes, those across for people back home. But, yeah, <laughs> getting Cooper involved in the act as a part of the rehab process, why not? But it is why we love Kirk Cousins. Yes. Like, being able to see behind the scenes and, you know, the whole bit that he did with the quarterback series on Netflix. Like, this is awesome to see this side of Kirk Cousins because everybody – has their opinions on him, whether they think he can play or not. But just being able to see the human side of Kirk and and seeing some of the things that make this guy tick. I mean, how could you not root for Kirk Cousins to bounce back in a big way? I also love really lame basement. I was just going to say, Pat, I love that when we look at this video, Kirk Cousins could be in any basement in America. He doesn't look like he's in a mansion or a palace. It looks like any basement in the Midwest in America. Well, as the only parent on this show, let me point one thing out, at least currently the only parent on this show. Uh, he's doing the key thing when it comes to parenting, sitting. You have to find times oh. to sit because you're running around after the kids all the time. You're worried about the safety that if you can keep them occupied without a screen while you're sitting, that tells me more about Kirk Cousins than winning football so games. He's smart. That is a smart man who knows how to lead people. Sitting is vital. You don't get to do it much I mean, as a parent. He doesn't really have a choice. Yeah, he says yeah. like oh, stop like it, can run around. Come on, yeah, I mean, you can't Such chase a hater. him. Hey, Pat, Pat, we've seen pictures of your apartment with all of the wrestling figures. You're going to hate on someone else's house? Look, You've I've complained s- about your own apartment being awful because it's next to a train track. I've seen Kirk Cousins' contracts. I know he's got more money than that basement shows. What's the latest with Michigan and who's going to be number one in the college football playoff rankings? Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.